As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome everybody, this is Punch Drunk Critics Live. I'm Travis Hobson, your co-host who is running solo at the moment. Uh, John, my faithful cohort, should be here in just a minute. Uh, we've got an abbreviated show for you today. Uh, it's only going to be about an hour long, and the reason is we've really only got one movie that we really want to talk about, and that is, of course, the kickoff to the to the big summer blockbuster season. Although it is only May. It's not even really summer yet, I don't think. But that's just the way Hollywood does these things. Uh, I think I remember at one point they tried to make the last week of April the beginning of the summer season, but that was that was a little far-fetched. Uh, that movie, of course, is Iron Man 2. This is the sequel to 2008's uh, smash hit starring Robert Downey Jr., um, Don Cheadle, who's replacing Terrence Howard, Gwyneth Paltrow, the lovely Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, me and John got into a bit of a discussion on who's sexier or Scarlett Johansson. I'm sorry. I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, and who else? Sam Rockwell. And the big addition for me is Mickey Rourke. And his addition to me uh, is the biggest upgrade this movie makes. But other than that, we don't have a lot more to talk about. Um, next week is going to be a huge week, but this week it's just Iron Man. Um, we got the... Uh, I think we've got John on the line now. Hold on one second here. John, you there? hey What up? <laughs> a little bit late. It's a lot of fun running by yourself, isn't it? Ah, I, I think I did okay. I'm sure you did just fine, my friend. I'm sure you did just fine. Not, not nearly as well as you do when uh, when I'm running late. So, yeah, with my uh, my playing stutters and all that good stuff, just to keep us rolling. Well, so, I was uh, basically just uh, just letting the people know that we're we're doing an abbreviated show today, about an hour long, because uh, we really only got one thing we want to talk about, and that's Iron Man Two. Is there anything else to talk about at this juncture? This week, no. Next week, there's going to be a lot. But next, but this week, no. We really just want to talk Iron Man 2. So, what else is going on? 
before we get not, into that. Not much is going on, man. I've had I've had an exhausting day. This is another reason why it's an hour because I'm about dead on my feet. I, I've, I've been hiking for for about three good hours. I was hiking up in the Shenandoah Mountains. So I'm hiking? just I was hiking. So I'm just dead tired. Please do explain why you've been hiking all day. This has got to be a, 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 a Susan thing, a girlfriend thing, right? Of course it's a Susan thing. This is the, <laughs> this is the, I, 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 I would never go hiking on my own. But, yeah, she's taken me hiking twice up in the Shenandoahs, and I've actually kind of liked it. But, uh, you know, it's a good exercise. And every now and then I need to get out of the darkened movie theater and actually see, like, nature. <laughs> see the world as it was meant to be seen? Yeah, and I, I'm surprised. It's, it's actually quite colorful. I, I really didn't know. <laughs> I really didn't know that there was that many that many different colors out there in nature or animals. So yeah, and it's 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 strange when you're not seeing it projected onto a screen and you're actually seeing it in front of the screen that is your eyes. <laughs> I know. I see. I, based off movies, I thought that every time somebody was out in the woods like that, you're either about to get chased by a bunch of uh, masked rednecks or you were you know revealing you dark secrets or about to have sex or something. You, you didn't find any dead bodies or anything like that. No dead bodies this trip. You didn't uh, think on the railroad tracks? Last trip is a different story. This trip was relatively peaceful. Whoa, whoa before we get into Iron Man, let's go back to that last thing. What, what do you mean <laughs> last time? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding <laughs> oh, man, you, you, had me, uh, you had me intrigued there for a second. So, uh, it wasn't nearly that. It wasn't nearly that exciting. From, but, it was, but it was a lot of fun, though. I'm oh, glad <laughs> to hear you. Yeah, I, you know, I need to get out and do more... World, so you know, Angela and I always talk about going to DC more often and going to see all this stuff, and it's just between everything, it just never ends up happening. We just need to make time to do that stuff, especially yeah. now that we're seeing movies every single freaking day of the week. Um, no kidding. Definitely have the weekends open to more of that, but a lot of people didn't have their weekends open this weekend because they were doing exactly what we did last week, and according to the tune of 135 million dollars this weekend, Woo. a lot of people saw Iron Man too. Um, which I walked by a couple uh, of movie theaters this weekend, and uh, they were all packed. Yeah, uh, well, I, we actually went to see it again uh, in IMAX on Saturday afternoon. Really? Yeah, I took Angela and my brother to go see it, and uh, and it was it was packed house. It was uh, there was probably thirty forty people in line an hour before the movie when we got there. So oh. it was definitely uh, definitely. A lot of people hyped up to see this movie. Definitely a lot of people going out to see this movie, uh, and which isn't surprising after the juggernaut that the first one was. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. The sequels tend to tend to do better than the originals do mm. uh, in terms of box office. So I'm not shocked at all at the amount that it's brought in. Not one bit. Yeah. So in Iron Man 2, we catch up with Tony Stark six months after his declaration that he is Iron Man, where we ended the last movie. Um, we actually. I, I should rephrase that. We don't open with that. We open with uh, with Tony's kind of, I guess you could call it his darker half, um, it, it, the the darker version of him, uh, which is Ivan Vanko or Ivan Vanko, who um, whose father worked with Howard Stark, Tony's father, on the arc reactor technology that powers the Iron Man suit. Um, he was uh, his Ivan's father, Anton, was disgraced, however, um, and is left dying penniless and uh, alone with nobody but his son Ivan uh, by his side in cold, dark, dreary Russia. Um, with his dying words, "This should be you," as Tony Stark is on mm-hmm. TV uh, saying, "I am Iron Man." Um, so Ivan Vank was kind of like what Tony would have been if. Uh, his father was disgraced and, and hadn't made all that money and had all those resources and everything like that. Um, 
And so we open with that and basically Yvonne finding um, his father's plans for the arc reactor and making his own – it's kind of a, a shadow of, of when Tony was making the Iron Man Mark I suit in the Afghani Very cage. similar. Very similar. Um, you know, even right down to the mm-hmm. anvil and hammer. Um, but this is what he has to work with. It's not. It's not out of necessity. It's out of. Uh, it's out of you know his 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 lot in life. Um, he's he's making do with what he's got. He doesn't have Tony's resources, so he's basically cobbling together whatever he can. And the fact that he manages to do it at all shows that he that, that that scene is important because it shows that he doesn't have the resources, but the fact that he can almost do what Tony does. Uh, shows that he's pretty much his mental equivalent, right? Um, and it's it's pretty damn amazing when you when you consider that he's he's doing this in a in a uh, like a backwater apartment in uh, like a like right. a, a pretty much a housing project in Russia um, right. Right. out of nothing. Um, cut to uh, cut to the Stark Expo in Flushing's Queens, and uh, Tony is jump. This is six months later now. Tony's jumping out of a plane in the Iron Man suit to land with full pomp and circumstance in front of a crowd of thousands, and he's got cheerleaders behind him, and you know, full on Tony style. Um, which brings us to where he's at now, uh, fully relishing Iron Man, everything like that. Um, just past that time, he's just as he's leaving the party, he's called to a uh, summoned to a house. I guess it's a house committee. Uh, hearing on his Iron Man suit um, where Senator Stern uh, leads up a, a group that's basically just trying to get him to hand over the suit. Uh, and that leads to the two main plot lines of this movie is is Ivan Vanko's vengeance against Tony uh, and his legacy and then uh, a lesser plot line of uh, the United States military and the United States government trying to get a, their hands on the Iron Man suit and Iron Man technology. And the intriguing thing about the uh, the military wanting the suit is that Tony's best friend, Rhodey, uh, James Rhodes, who was formerly played by Terrence Howard, the, the squeaky-voiced Terrence Howard, um, <laughs> he is a military man. He's not, he's not a civilian. He is, he is an officer in the military and a high-ranking one. So it puts mm-hmm. him at odds with his best friend. You know, he's, trying to, he's trying to play both sides. He, can't, he just can't do it. He has a duty to his country. But he also has a duty to his friend, so it's kind of a conflict there, which is which I thought was really interesting. Duty. <laughs> Sorry, you're so, I you're so, you're so childish. <laughs> I am such a mature individual. Um, yeah, and and that's that's uh, that's. Uh, do we, I don't know whether to start on the good stuff or the or the bad stuff. Um, obviously, I there's. We, I think we start on the good stuff. I, I, there's a lot. There's a lot more good than bad to this movie. I, I'll tell you that absolutely. right off the bat. Um, if if you there's a lot for your brain in it, but if you shut your brain off, you're guaranteed to have an awesome awesome ride with this flick. Uh, wow. Um, speaking think, of Rhodey, my okay. War Machine. I, I'm sorry, I got to start off. You know, I got to lead with War Machine. Okay. That is the baddest dude I've ever seen on screen. I think literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hard Iron pressed. Man would, to find Iron Man would kick his ass though. Iron Man would kick no. his ass. Well, no. No way. Would. I mean, I like War Machine better, too, uh, because, like, I, I think I've told you before, he's, he's more the, the military suit, the military outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, he uses the real bullets, the real guns. Mm-hmm. He's not about lasers and things like that. He uses, like, conventional weapons, you know, right. which is why I think he's a little bit harder-edged. 
but Iron Man would kick his ass. He just got too many. <laughs> he's got too much technology on his side. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I don't want to say that because you know me. I'm a I'm a I'm a bullets and, and brass casings kind of guy. I, I, yeah. I love that. You know, if it's got a big gun, I I, I dig it. But um, yeah, yeah, Iron Man could probably, especially with the we want one particular weapon that Iron Man breaks out in the climactic battle of this flick. But um, I still I, I gotta I gotta go for War Machine. I mean, this is this is a dude that will get you. Get the the seven year old inside you to come out and just be like, "Holy crap, that is awesome!" I mean, he's got <laughs> guns firing from every angle of his body in seventy different directions, and it's ridiculous. What I do want to ask, from a psychological standpoint, is right. what is it that makes you giddy about a shoulder mounted weapon? What is it that makes you giddy about a shoulder mounted weapon? I don't know. Yeah. If, if you put something, if you put a weapon on somebody's shoulder, it's automatically badass. Look at Predator, War Machine. I, I was actually thinking about writing an article, but those were the two only two examples I could think of. <laughs> but they, they are enough to show that that's one badass piece of machinery if you get something shoulder mounted. But I know some people were complaining about the lack of a of um, a relationship that was because like the relationship that was uh, cultivated in the first movie between Rhodey and Tony Stark. Um, they were kind of they think there was a lack of a relationship there. I thought it, it was better explored here than it ever was in the first one. See, I, basically Rhodey just stood around and and uh monitored things it seemed like he didn't have he wasn't an active participant. In this one he is fully integrated into the plot line and it's his relationship with Tony that that really is in the forefront if you ask me. Yeah, well I agree that that their real relationship is in the forefront, but like as far as the show stuff to show that they're really good buddies and, you know, it's kind of the same stuff with uh, Revenge of the Sith when people said they, they didn't see uh, Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, you know, as be- best of friends because you really got to see that good side. And I think that's the only thing they lose in the character switch is people will have a hard time relating Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle to Tony Stark. I didn't. This was such a... Huge step forward in terms of acting. Um, I'm mm-hmm. nothing against Terrence Howard. I actually think he's a very good actor. I, I just don't see him as as James Rhodes. No, I I, I, I think he's a good actor, but I, I think there's very specific roles that he's meant for. His his brand of whiny whiny delivery just doesn't sit right with me for this character at all. I think you have to have a certain a certain uh, strength and charisma to play a put to play a high ranking military official the way um, Cheadle had to. Mm. And I never got that vibe from Terrence Howard in the first one. And I think, no, I'm with you. I, I think seeing him try to play that part here, uh, it just wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to buy into it. I just don't. I just don't think I would have. Uh, and Cheadle has has he has he has that screen presence to be able to play that part that he can stand toe to toe with Tony Stark, and who, by the way, Robert Downey, uh, phenomenal again. Uh, he's just. Mm. He's so good that you don't even need to have Iron Man on screen for me. I, th- I love Robert Downey Jr. in both of the Iron Man films. But Don Cheadle is so good that he can stand face-to-face with him and have the same credibility that you yeah, listen he, to what he has to say. I, I wouldn't get that, uh, ter- uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's probably the best word for it, to his credibility. I mean, this dude is supposed to be a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force and one of the most highly respected at that. And Terrence Howard just kind of had, like... He didn't have the the strength behind his character, I think. Yeah. Whereas Don Cheadle's got like a, a very a silent strength and and like you said, credibility that just uh, really knocks it out. Right. 
and I can I can totally see why they replaced him with Don Cheadle. I, I don't I don't know about the contract thing. I don't really care. All I know is Don Cheadle, uh, big step up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, now we might as well just go right into talking about Robert Downey Jr. Um, as Tony Stark. I mean, I, if if you liked him in the first one, and I don't know how you couldn't, uh, you're gonna like him in this one. Um, you know, with, during his a great scene in, in the Senate subcommittee hearing uh, for the Iron Man suit when he's just, you know, just talking and being his charismatic self. The only, the, the most, uh, like, uh, the, the person that was it most reminded me of was Bill Murray's Peter Venkman. That's that's the only person <laughs> I can think of that has, like, like, it sounds like a funny thing to compare it to, but, like, it, it really does. Like, there was something about it that just reminded me of that. And that, that's obviously a, a great compliment coming from me because that's, that's one of the all-time great characters in, in cinema is Peter Venkman. Um, you know, at least as far as that smart-alecky, sarcastic type goes. Um, right, right. And, and Tony Stark's right up there with him. I mean, he's just amazing. And, and you know, I, I can't – the only thing that I noticed about him that, that it was kind of off was that he, he looked a lot older, but even that folded into the storyline of the movie. Yeah, I think that. It, yeah, I think that made sense. Uh, considering the one part, of that, one element of the plot that we left out is that Tony's armor, the the power source, is burning out, and it's threatening his life. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's threatening did. to to uh, kill him through blood toxicity, uh, blood poisoning. I, I uh, did forget that minor plot point, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty big plot point <laughs> uh, <laughs> that he might die, but you know that's not even leave that. Yeah, out. but uh, he he basically he needs to. <laughs> He needs to find a well, new element. Well, it <laughs> Yeah, he needs to find a new element, uh, a renewable power source, in order to stay alive. And he gets some some help in that in that aspect uh, in that hunt from uh, Nick Fury of Shield, uh, played again by Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, this <clears throat> this could basically be considered the launching pad to Marvel's broader. Uh, film universe, uh, including the Avengers, Captain America, Thor, whatever else they're going to add into the mix, Ant Man, right. whatever. Um, now, I I liked Ant Man. Ant Man is actually pretty cool. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just can't help it. I, he's actually a, a decent character. I mean, a guy that can shrink to any size and grow to any size. But it's just when you say Ant Man, it sounds like a fifty sci fi flick. If, if Edgar Wright does it, it's going to be awesome. But anyway. Yeah. Um, now I thought that those scenes where Nick Fury showed up were were cool from the you know from the the geek standpoint you know I, I was like oh this is this is badass mm. in terms of the sh- of the movie's momentum though it kind of it kind of brought things to a screeching halt yeah um, but it, no it definitely did and that's going to be people's biggest complaint and it has been people's biggest complaint thus far is that uh, the movie kind of tank speed wise in the middle um it it completely slows down while it 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 searches through uh um tony's health issues and 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 finding out how how he's going to fix these health issues and everything like that and that's where nick fury and all them come in but you know it's like you said earlier um it, it it's like you said earlier with robert downey jr you don't even need the Iron Man suit, he's so awesome. And that's what saves this movie. If anybody else is in Tony Stark's uh, character, if anybody else is playing that character, this movie sucks big time in the middle. No, but, I agree. It, it, it gives him a chance to really, you know, kind of cut loose mm-hmm. um, and be and be his be his obnoxious self, which those are always the best characters. 
But the best thing about Tony Stark is that he's got so many different layers to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who, who in the last film, you know, his his flippant personality was, you know, that was that was all we really got to see of him. In this one, that personality is something of uh, it's kind of like a shield because he's trying to keep his 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 illness away from everybody else, and he can use that personality of his to kind of keep them at bay, and it really works on that level. Um, but then we also get to see the part of him that's, you know, he's the peacemaker. He has this world view that he has for the, you know, he has this world view of, of peace that mm-hmm. he really wants to establish. So he's, he's got an altruistic side as well. He's not just a, a, a playboy. You know, he, he's, there's a lot more to him than that. And that's what makes him so interesting. He's not just a, a cardboard figure. Right. He, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of relatable to, to the Bruce Wayne Batman kind of feel, except for, yeah, only better. And he's, whereas as Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he just plays uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, Batman's his true self. Uh, right. Tony Stark is, he's fully Tony Stark and fully Iron Man at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> the, the Iron Man armor doesn't make a different side of him come out. Mm. He's the same guy. When he says, me and the Iron Man armor are one, he's not kidding. You know, yeah. it, it, it's fully who he is, inside and out. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, that that part of the movie slows down a little bit, but it's is fully. And you know, even my brother was saying, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, that, that that part of the movie, it's it was slow, but it wasn't boring, and that's the best no. way to describe it. It, it had a Tarantino feel to me, especially when they were sitting in the donut shop. You know, it yeah. had to, it looked like a, it looked like a scene out of Pulp Fiction or something. You know, they're just kind of it's two people that shouldn't be talking to each other. Looking ridiculous in this ridiculous place, talking about something that's really kind of deathly serious. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's weird in that way, but it, it 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 keeps you entertained. Yeah, and you know, it's it, 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 slow but but not boring is the best best way to describe that part of the movie. And here's here's the craziest thing about this movie, even with that slow part. And as I was watching it again, like you know, when you see watch a movie the second time, you can be more cognizant of what you're actually seeing as you're not as wrapped up in the movie because you already know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, I was I was noticing more how slow it was in the middle, but then a funny thing happens when that third act hits. Uh-huh. You get taken on such a freaking crazy adrenaline ride, and I hate to use these, uh, you know, <laughs> these uh, played out uh, terms. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there's no other way to describe it. Uh, you, you get taken on this roller coaster that's so speed intensive and so, so adrenaline infused that you forget anything bad that came before. Yeah, the, well, the middle part is like it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the quiet before the storm. You know, it's something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's informative. You know, you get a lot of uh, Tony Stark. You get a lot of the cool Shield stuff, the Black Widow stuff, which I like Scarlett Johansson in this also. Um, she's sexy without going overboard, which can tend to be her problem. Sometimes she tries too hard to be sexy. Here, she wasn't trying to be too hard, too hard to be sexy. She just was sexy. Um, yeah, it's definitely understated. And, and I, you know what I, I really dug was the fact that, and I think I was talking to you about this during the movie, I think I actually mentioned something, is that um, Natalie Rushman, as she called, called in this movie, was wasn't originally Natalia Romanov or something like Natalia that? Natalia Romanov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Natalia Romanov is a black <laughs> widow, and she's she's Russian, and I, I'm guessing they went. They changed this for you know so they didn't have two uh, hardline Russian characters in the same movie. Not that that would really make matter, but just right. know, so it wasn't like the same accent being done over and over again. Or Scar- Scarlett Johansson just couldn't pull off the accent. And they said, well, let's just not do it. And you know what? I, if that's the case, 
I respect that more than trying to pull off because there's nothing worse than somebody trying to pull off an accident and failing miserably. I'd rather you just Americanize it or no, I get take it. it wherever you want. It didn't bother me too much. Um you know, in the comics, she's she's Russian. She's probably Russian in this too. I think she is Russian. I'm, I think he actually calls her Russian. Her her name is still Natalia Romanoff. Um, he it's just you know the other name is her kind of her cover, right? But um, so she's still Russian, but she doesn't need to talk in some overdone Russian accent if it's yeah. not necessary. It wouldn't have added, it wouldn't have added a single thing to the movie anyway. She didn't. She didn't yeah. sound like Xenia Anatop from Goldeneye. Right, it, it, as sexy as Xenia Anatop was. You know, I didn't. I didn't need to have her try to talk that way. But here's here's the other cool thing is is you know Black Widow is is supposed to be the femme fatale, the sexy character, but she also is just a straight up badass in this movie. Oh I yeah. mean, I mean, looks aside, everything else aside, she, there, there's a hilarious scene where her and Happy Hogan, who gets a played by John Favreau, who gets a much expanded role in this flick. Um, yeah, he does. I, I, um, is it just me or is? I mean, I like John Favreau. I like him. I don't love him in most movies. Mm-hmm. Every time he's a sidekick in a superhero movie, I love him. I mean, I loved oh. him. In, I loved him in Daredevil as a uh, as um what's his name? Uh, God, I can't remember his name. Foggy Nelson. I, mm-hmm. I loved him in that too. I mean, I think he's he's a great sidekick character. Oh, he, he, he always has been ever since uh, yeah. ever since Swingers. Um, since Swingers, he's a great sidekick. He, he's the kind of guy who's <laughs> and even and I know you're gonna. Pummel me for this reference, but uh, in Four Christmases, his little role in that was hilarious. What? In Four Christmases, when he plays a uh, Vince Vaughn's brother, is is like ooh, a USC ooh. fighter. Yeah, there wasn't anything good about that. Uh, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid Lunch. yourself. It was hilarious. Are you lunching? All right, go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Um, but yeah, he, <laughs> but there's this great scene where uh, he and um, Black Widow. Uh, assault this office building and she just takes out like 40 dudes while he's fighting this one dude and he wins but he looks up he's like I got him and oh, she's yeah. taking out like an entire battalion in the time he took out one person yeah everybody gets their moment to shine in this movie and that's a that's a credit to to John Favreau's direction uh, I think he's really kind of coming to his own with the Iron Man movies where I thought he was a little blah with like movies like Elf and things like that. You're a liar. Liar, liar. What? Your pants are on, are on fire. fire. And I'll tell you, you why. About? What are you talking about? You know who didn't get a chance to shine in this movie? Who? And it's amazing this movie was good because of it. Iron Don't Man. Don't say. This because Iron Man shines the entire time. No, he never got a, he never got a chance. Okay, you got... And here's one of my most major problems in the movie. You got Iron Man... In, you get Suitcase Iron Man, which, you know, I guess that could be his chance to shine, but that fight with Whiplash in the beginning was entirely too short. You can't argue the en- that. The entire movie is Iron Man shining. No. That's why, that's why you don't need to have him have one standout scene. Everything no, I mean, he's in is a standout scene. I mean, suited Iron Man shining. You get the, the, the first fight with Whiplash is entirely too short for anybody to shine. Uh, then next time you see Iron Man, he's... Uh, I, I disagree with you there too. And the, the last time you see Iron Man, it's all about it's all about War Machine. No, no, it wasn't. The last the last scene wasn't but just about War Machine. The last scene was about both of them. It wasn't about just War Machine. It's about both of them. And, I, I, and I don't the first think scene, the, the first the first shot. fight with Whiplash was about Whiplash's moment. That established Whiplash. That's what it was supposed to do. That's all it was supposed to do. It wasn't supposed to make Iron Man look good. It was supposed to make Iron Man look vulnerable. That was the point. It made Whiplash look strong. 
Well, and, then, and then later on, it, Iron it Man Whiplash looked strong. It didn't make anybody look strong. It, 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 it made Whiplash look strong. I mean, if the guy was the guy had took Iron nothing, Man almost thirty-five seconds to figure out. Oh, let me just wrap up this whip and then rip his chest out. The guy had nothing compared to what Tony Stark has, and he almost and he damn near killed him. So I mean, it, that that, yeah, that, 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 that established. And then afterwards, he he made his point clear, and he was dead right. You know, this is just going to make it. You know. So that you you aren't the you aren't the king you aren't the top of the king you aren't the, the king of the hill anymore. See, I, you know, I everybody's going to come after you, and he was right. That I was don't the get point. It did, did, it, did, it, did a good job establishing him. No, they didn't establish Sam Rockwell. If you can make an argument that he didn't get a moment to shine, yeah, he I, got too much I, time to shine. That's why. That's why his point I have is that I did not like the development of Sam Rockwell's character. He plays uh, another uh, weaponeer, uh, Justin Hammer, uh, who's you know, living in in Tony Stark's shadow now. He's 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 not he's he's his business is going under a little bit. He's losing his contracts. He's kind of a buffoon in the light of Tony Stark now. And of course, he wants he wants his moment in the sun. He's so basically he a Tony Stark flunky. Basically, he, he, and he, he wants he hires Banco to he hires Banco to basically take out Tony Stark. But That's I did not like his character. It seemed like he was trying to play the same guy he played in Charlie's Angels, which you know it worked for Charlie's Angels. It doesn't really work. Here. See, you didn't. You didn't even uh, see. I, Justin Hammer was a character who I liked at first. Like I was like, okay, I, I can dig his brand of whimsy. And then after a while, it it really wore thin. And then it kind of came back a little bit. Then it really went south. Like he, like it was hit or miss, but more miss than anything else. Like I, I it just he he didn't work in the long run for me. He he would have worked in a lot. A, a much much smaller role he would work. Well, it doesn't say much about his character that the only times I really really dug him were the moments when he was getting embarrassed by Stark in public. Mm-hmm. So uh, when he was on his own or when he was trying to uh, motivate Vanko, uh, those scenes didn't do a hell of a whole lot for me. I was far more interested in in Vanko's story because he had a legitimate gripe. You know, he's he, he's the perfect type of villain. He's the one who sees himself as the hero. And he has he has legit beef. I mean, his father was basically blacklisted, you know, and sent into exile. And we don't even really, you know, he has a reason to hate Tony Stark. So it was his story that I was interested in. I wish we could have got more more out of him, right? You know? But I think we're going to be seeing him again in the next movie anyway. So you think so? You don't think they move on to another? Uh, that's you know that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about. You know, the uh, in in the first movie they made allusions to the Ten Rings. Uh, which is it's like a terrorist group, isn't it? In the in the comics, the Ten Rings. I think they're alluding to the Mandarin. Um, yeah, well, the Ten Rings is his group, though. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, if I remember right. Um, and then the, I was reading some stuff beforehand, and and how they kind of just dropped it because, like, like they even mentioned it by name in the first movie. Um, but then apparently, if if you check out Vanko's hand and you check out um Justin Hammer's hand and a couple other people in the movie, they're all wearing the same ring on different fingers. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something I forgot to look for the second time I went to watch it, but I'll have to check that out again to see. Yeah. Um, what What other gripes did you have? Did what gripes of any did you have about the movie? Uh, my only gripes, um, like I said, it got gets a little slow. The 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 kind of forced inclusion. Not that I want to say it's forced, but it just seemed like it was kind of shoehorned in. Um, of the the shield stuff kind of bogged the film down a little bit. Uh, there wasn't enough. Of Vanko's story for me, I wanted to see a little bit more of him, and I wanted to see him more active in the final battle. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not he's not nearly 
involved enough, considering it's really his fight. So um, I didn't really, I didn't really dig that. But other than that, I almost, I, I like this film better than the first one. I know a lot of people disagree. I like this one better. I was kind of, I, I liked the first one, but I did not love it. It was a solid seven out of ten for me back then. This one is, right. is a, this one is a, is a solid eight. Um, and the reason why I feel that way is just because I wasn't, I wasn't. First of all, I've never, never really been an Iron Man fan. Uh, they kind of had to make me a fan <laughs> in the first one. Mm. Um, I never really dug or Iron Man, Iron Man's origin story either, which I always thought was a little hokey, and I still felt that way after watching the movie. This one, you know, it jettisons all that. We we know who Tony Stark is. We know who Iron Man is. It's already established. They can jump right into things, which to me is why I like this one better. Right. I mean, I, I think that's true of, of of most second movies to a uh, to a uh, superhero franchise. Is, is it you know the origin story? It's it's one of those things that's fun to watch the first time, but repeat viewing, like especially if you don't know about it. Like if you like most people didn't know about Iron Man, even though most people knew of Iron Man, they didn't know his origin story and all that. So the first time you watch it, it's informative. It's you learn something new and all stuff like that, but. You know, on repeated viewings, once you know the origin, you really don't care to to hear it over and over again. And um, so, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you that the second one, especially after the second time seeing it, I think I do like the second one better. Um, but I did want to say something real quick about uh, what you said about your gripe about um, the the final fight um, and um, Vanko's kind of smaller role in that. Did you? It, was it just me, or did it seem like like that? Like his suit was a bit unoriginal like you it was almost like watching iron monger again just a little bit different you know iron monger with I, yeah it did kind of seem that way um I, I, yeah it did seem it seemed a little bit like the um uh crimson dynamo suit which you know the crimson dynamo is russian so i was kind of wondering if they were leading in that direction but i don't know it, it does seem a little a little like bit I, Obviously, plane. I understand why, especially with War Machine there, I understand why they had to put him in a full suit of armor because that little chest piece that he was wearing in the beginning of the movie wouldn't have flown with a, a guy with super Gatling guns on his shoulders and wrists. Right. But, um, I, you know, and I don't know how much different you can make a suit of armor look, but uh, I I just felt like it could have been a little bit, there could have been something to, to make him a little bit different. Uh, but I did really like the, the power whips were, were pretty sick. <laughs> By the way, you're right. The uh, the ten rings were mentioned in the first movie, and according to John Favreau, he hopes to include the Mandarin himself in the Iron Man three project. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be getting the Mandarin in the next movie. Um, what, what did you think about all the throwbacks, or uh, I don't know, or I guess you call them homages to uh, all the different uh, Avengers stuff and kind of the, the mean like Cap, like like Cap Shield, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good that was a good in joke uh having Captain America's shield in there. Mm-hmm. Um for those who didn't see it. You can't help but see that. Um Yeah, no, you can, you, it's not like the one in the first movie where if you blink you'll or if you're not looking blink. at the exact point of the screen you'll miss it. Right. And it, I'm sure it it will never be referenced again. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure when the Captain America movie comes out they won't be talking about that scene. So it, it was just no. a little in joke and it was funny and I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um I'm assuming you're talking about the stuff that happens after the credits. I'm talking about both and all, and uh, they, I mean, there, there's there's people that are doing some serious investigative work into this. Like there's a uh, there's a debriefing uh, between Tony Stark and uh, Nick Fury, where he's looking at his um, 
file, and there's if you look on the wall behind him, there's a map of the United States, and there's different shield logos in different parts of the United States, and I think it's Film School Rejects. Somebody's doing uh, an article actually detailing what each one of those are, and it's apparently uh, yielding some revelations about some of the other people that are going to be included in the Avengers movie. I wish I had the type of time to dedicate to stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, i got a lot of time <laughs> on my hands, but uh, th- like that's, those, that's going overboard. Like those guys who, who've broken down like the... the, the uh, J.J. Abrams' Super 8 trailer, you know, they've yeah. broken it down already, and you, they found all this crap, and I'm like, where the hell did you get time to do that? Crap just came out, like, on Thursday night. You know, <laughs> I, I was pissed. They didn't even play that in front of uh, Iron Man. When oh, I, went to I, I was and, heated, though. I was heated. I oh, wanted no, to see that so bad. Not, I, I'm not just in front of the screen, but when I wanted to actually see it in the theater, uh, I paid for it. They didn't play it. Oh, they didn't play it then either? No, so I, I actually haven't even seen it yet. It's on the site. Yeah, I, I know it's up there, and that site. Uh, oh, I was wonder, I was wondering if you ever went to that site or not. We did, we didn't rank through yet. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> www.punchdrunkcritics.com. For anybody that doesn't know, that's www.punchdrunkcritics.com. That's where you can go to get all your latest movie news and reviews daily. You know what? I'm gonna all do the news, all the news that's important to us. Uh-huh. All the news that's important to us, which thereby should be important to you. Uh, and I'm going to do you one better and say, if you're on Facebook, like I know every single one of you are, go ahead and search for Punch Drunk Critics. Add us, at, become a fan of our page, and we'll send the stuff right to your Facebook page. So when you're up there uh, you know, chatting with friends and updating your status, you can also know what the, the, the latest is in the geek world uh, yeah. of movies. So yeah. check us out there. But without getting too far off track, I... I think we've said just about all we can say without completely summarizing Iron Man 2. Um, you gave it a 4 out of 5. I think I'm right on line with you. I, I think I'm going to have to say a, a 4 out of 5 as well. Um, I actually thought I'd lose a little bit in a repeated viewing, but um, liked it better in a repeat viewing. Uh, IMAX is definitely worth it, um, if not for anything else, just for that last scene. But um, it, now, look, I want to ask you a question. Uh, let's compare for a second here. We're two movies in on both of these, Iron Man and Batman. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think is better? Now, I'm going to go and say, and go with mine first. I think the Batman movies are better. Or at least I would say that Iron Man 2 is better than Batman Begins. But The Dark Knight is better than all everything else. But in terms of characters, I'd much rather follow Iron Man than Batman. <laughs> The Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all Dark Knight. I'm all, you know, and uh, I, I, I think uh, as, as far as quality film, The Dark Knight is head and shoulders above any other, the, any one of the three other movies being Batman Begins, Iron Man 1, or Iron Man 2. Well, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, I agree with you. Batman Begins actually goes above Iron Man to me uh, just because I, I, I got a, a real affinity for uh, Batman Begins because, like I was telling earlier about the... Uh, origin stories and repeat viewings, mm-hmm. Batman Begins is the one story that I can watch over and over and over again. Um, just because they did such a great job with the origin story. The entire movie's so much fun um, and just completely badass. And all the characters fit perfectly. I, I, I'm, I go with Batman uh, 10 times out of 10 on this, but that's, that's, not to, that's not to any detriment to Iron Man. Iron Man's still a, oh, an amazing movie. Uh, Iron Man 2 might be... You know, I can't say it's going to be the most fun I have in a movie theater this summer because being an action junkie, I might have more fun watching The Expendables, but um, <laughs> that's that's yet to be seen. So Yes. All right. Um, 
So I guess that's about it for Iron Man. I guess the uh, bottom line is you should definitely go out and see this flick in theaters. If you, yeah, if you haven't already, because uh, it, so, it sounds like everybody's already gone to see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's good. I, I think it's a better movie than Avatar, so I think or at least more fun movie than Avatar, so I think it should definitely be seen. But um, alas, it's on to DVDs and news this time of the night. I don't, that's horrible. Why did I even choose to play that for... That's, what the hell is that? I, I, that's, I try to do something for DVDs. I don't know. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. <laughs> that is my go-to from now on. Nice. Um, you, must, you must have just added that. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> last week when I was playing all these? I do remember that one. I don't remember the other one. You walked right into it. It's a trap! Awesome. <laughs> Sound Effect Minute has been brought to you by Arby's, home of the, uh, the cheddar burger. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Let's move on. You're, uh, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I am not right this time of night. Um, DVDs for this week. Uh, we have actually quite a few DVDs coming out. Um, Edge of Darkness being the first one. The surprise. Surprisingly uh, bad. <laughs> I I thought it was good. I didn't. No, you think didn't. That. No, you I, didn't. I, I not not good. Maybe good's overstated. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. I, I thought it was a decent movie. You didn't think it was that great either. It was it was okay, you know. I we expected, but you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't action packed. That was no. the problem. That yeah. was the problem because the trailer. You're like, man, this is going to be badass. This is Mel Gibson being Mel Gibson from 1994 again. Nah, this nah, was this was slow. It's Mel Gibson in an lot. episode of CSI, but it's not a it's not a bad episode of CSI. It's a decent. He's episode perfectly of CSI. fine in it. You know, he's perfectly fine in it. It's just it wasn't very exciting. Yeah, I mean, oh. and speaking of not very exciting and, and, you know, if you want to call something bad, uh, then let's talk about <laughs> another DVD that's coming out this week. Legion. I knew you were going to say, yeah, I knew you were jumping How do you take out. such an awesome freaking concept? Angels fighting demons. It's simple. You know, First of all, you don't give them machine guns, but whatever, they're they're angels. You don't They don't need machine guns, but right. you don't do everything else wrong you could possibly do. Because if you do, then you have a movie like Legion, it was, which was, it was horrible. It, it was awful. It was. Yeah. I at never at, at any point did I feel like the people being attacked by angels, for Christ's sake, were in any danger, which was yeah. kind of weird because you know a lot of them get killed, and I still didn't. I still didn't feel like they were in any danger. How is that possible? I, <laughs> Wrath of God is supposed to be coming down on these people, and you don't feel like they're in danger. There's something wrong with the movie. No, the, the Wrath of God's coming down on them, and they got they got machine guns. I, I think that's an unfair fight. But then again, when God decides to put you know human drones out there to attack them, who basically walk around with the speed of the uh, the the main characters of a George Romero film. Mm -hmm. then, of course, it's going to be pretty easy for them to defend themselves. Yeah, this was basically... This was a bad zombie movie that they... Instead of calling them uh, zombies, they called them angels. Which yeah. I don't even know how you make that connection. But exactly. that, that's all this movie was. Don't even run it. Don't waste your no. freaking money. Um, and Paul Bettany, who starred in that, has another uh, uh, religiously-themed action movie coming out in Priest which I don't know a hell of a lot about, but I hope it's better than Legion. That's all I'm going to say. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for the religiously themed movies, but this one, this one, this was my, I, I can probably say this was my first serious disappointment of the year. Uh, this yeah, came out in January, and, um, you know, I, I really should have known better, because there's that whole scene in the trailer where um, they're like, what's out there, what's out there, you know, what's hunting us? And Angels. he turns around and he goes, Angels. <laughs> yeah, and, and just, the delivery is so cheesy, you know, the, it's, it's like bad. that one line ruined the entire movie, even though the movie ruined the entire movie. Um, uh, you know who else ruined that movie? And I actually like this guy. It was Lucas Black as uh, Jeep. His name was Jeep. Oh, yeah. Which, which I'm assuming means... That's your boy from Jeep. Fast and Furious Tokyo I Drift. Like I like Lucas Black, but he's terrible in this movie. I, he, needs to, he needs to learn to shake his accent if he's going to be a serious actor. The accent is really, really thick. It's it's really bad. Man, he's like, I'm hunting angels out here, man. You know? yeah, next, next to the word draw in the yeah. uh, in the dictionary is when we picture Lucas Black. But yeah. um yeah, it's 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 just it's just lousy all the way around. Now this next movie though, I think you like this, uh Daybreakers. I did. And I dug this movie the, a lot. Yeah, this is the vampire movie where the vampires are on their on their last days basically. They've they've uh defeated the humans pretty much. And they've they've got us all uh, as cattle, uh, in, in blood banks, but it's running dry. Yeah. So it, it's you know, I, I kind of liked it. There were certain parts of it that I didn't really dig, but I had fun with it for a vampire movie. Yeah, it's not groundbreaking, but it, it's no. it's something uh, it's something different, something uh, decent to watch. It's definitely worth a rental, I'd say. I don't know. You oh, know, absolutely. If you already saw it in theaters, I don't know if it's a repeat view, but it, it's definitely worth a rental if you haven't. Um, in the Blu-ray bonanza for this week, we got some got some good Blu-rays coming out here. Uh, Clint Eastwood's Hang 'Em High, um, History of the World Part One, Mel Brooks's classic. Uh, nice. Just in time for the Jaden Smith remake, we have Karate Kid One and Two. Strangely, not three. Uh, three is awful. It has Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no, that's four. What? Oh, three does have. Yeah, you're right. Three is another Machio. Machio special, but I wish I, I I'm gonna go back and edit and and take a cut of you saying that and put that on my sound effect list because that was hilarious. <laughs> Three is awful. <laughs> um, a big a, a big movie for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that dug this movie is Man in the Iron Mask, the Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I hate, I hate that movie. I hate you don't that. like it. No. I I know a lot of people that really dug that movie. I mean, I was kind of indifferent to it. Um, I didn't find it particularly good or bad i mean it was watchable um wh- something that's gonna be on my list steven seagal's marked for death one of my favorites mm-hmm. mina no screw fies. yeah this is the one screw where he fies. fights he fights the jamaican he plays an italian cop shocker uh who's fighting a jamaican gang um he basically plays the same guy in every movie he just fights a different kind of gang um the magnificent seven uh the edge with anthony hopkins um rock one. and roll high school one of my, arguably my favorite film of the year is coming out this week, too. Uh, and it's North Face. Been? North Face. Uh, it's, uh, that's not even on my list. Really? Yeah, North Face. Uh, it might be my favorite film of 2010 so far. Uh, this was the story of the two German uh, mountain climbers who tried to climb the North Face of, uh, I can't remember the name of the mountain. Uh, well, it's in the Alps. Uh, the most dangerous climb uh, known the man at that point. Uh, it's just bre- the cinematography is breathtaking. I don't. I can't even begin to figure out how they shot this thing. But there's nothing to me that's more more adrenaline inducing than uh, a movie about mountain climbers. 
where yeah. it literally literally every single inch could be like could be the the end could be a death. Dude, you know, it's like an X game star these days. Hiking, mountain climbing. Next yeah, I know, week, right? it's gonna be whitewater rafting. Yeah, I would love to go whitewater whitewater rafting. <laughs> I would too, actually. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love the I love the whitewater canyon at Kings Dominion. Hey, that that's, was that's, that's anything time. like it. Yeah, uh, but North Face is is awesome. I say everybody who has a chance to go check it out. It's a great great film. You will not be let down. Definitely, definitely. So uh, that that one's probably gonna be a Netflixer. I don't I don't know. It, you may be able to grab their blockbusters. They're kind of expanding their horizons to uh, include some of the... Really? Yeah, they seem like they're all closing down. <laughs> well, the ones that are left are expanding their horizons because they're, they're, they have to do something. And it must be like Mel Brooks Week. I'm surprised they're not releasing a box set here because you got History of the World Part 1. you got High Anxiety, which was is a classic Mel Brooks movie that a lot of people haven't seen. Huh? Uh-huh. Um, and probably the all-time greatest Mel uh, Brooks for in fuck's existence. sake. Go Robin ahead. Hood, Men in Tights, ladies and gentlemen. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> it's an awesome movie. I love it to death. It is one of my favorites. I didn't say anything about North Face, so give me this one, for God's sake. Um, so, yeah, Robin Hood, Men in Tights coming out. Um, that's that's about it, uh, unless you're interested in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air season six. There's the Spy Kids 3 movie pack. Are you interested in that? No. <laughs> you like the Spy Kids movies, though. No. Hey, what? I thought you did. No. Oh, okay. That's what I think about that. Okay. Um, so let's let's shoot on the news. Um, obviously the eight millimeter tra- I keep saying eight millimeter Super Eight trailer has come out. This is J.J. Abrams' super secret new uh, trailer that's uh, following up Cloverfield's super secret trailer. Which what, what did they call Cloverfield? When, when is it just the date? It was like. Oh, I can't remember what they called it initially. It was uh, I can't remember. Totally so, so is it you? You have you were at a distinct advantage over me here because I haven't even seen the seen the bastard yet. But what what is this? Uh, what what is the the gist of this thing? Well, it, it's looking like it could be an alien arrival or alien invasion flick, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer is very very fast paced, very mysterious. A lot of quick cuts, uh, accident scenes, and Apparently, if you slow it down, there's a lot more, but I don't have the uh, the energy to go through all that scene by scene crap. But uh, it's yeah. a lot like it's a lot like how Cloverfield was, where you know you see a lot, but it's mm-hmm. it really impossible to to gauge what it is you're looking at. So it's but it's it's apparently already blown up the internet. So I mean, they've already got the viral viral campaign in full effect. Right. So um, I'm 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 all I know is I'm excited for it because I liked Cloverfield. Uh, even though, is of course, it, be it, the could, same? it couldn't live up to the hype that it gone on, but it was still, I thought it was a lot of fun. Is it going to be the same handheld situation? I don't know if it is or not. Uh, I think it possibly could be, but I can't I can't really gauge that yet. Mm. I, I Considering it's called Super 8, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. I just I just hope that, you know, it's Super 8 with a tripod. Uh, you know, something right. that doesn't make <laughs> you have motion sickness to watch it. Um and then I, I, I might be interested. Um, let's see. What else is going on in the world? The Rock. Of- the Rock could possibly jo- be joining the next Fast and the Furious film. Uh, apparently, he's in negotiations to sign on for the fifth uh, film in the series. So he'll be going head-to-head, likely, with um, with Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. which is like, 
two fallen action stars going going nose to nose. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't they have been the Schwarzenegger and Stallone of our day by now? Yes, and I'm hoping that this is the kickoff to that because. You know, Vin Diesel had his moment where he he sunk when he did the pacifier, but he's come back. I loved Babylon AD personally. Yeah, I loved that movie. Um, and he seems like he, in the the last Fast and Furious was actually pretty good too. So he seems like he's making a comeback. And The Rock has like four really hard nosed action flicks coming up in a row. So he's getting away from that whole tooth fairy debacle himself. So let's God, uh, let's hope so. Yeah. So. I'm hoping that this is the time where both of these two are going to, you know, bust out of their shells and we get the the action rivalry that we that we deserve. Mhm. But I I think he's a great fit for that that franchise though. Uh Yeah, I mean, he's he, he, Walker. he seems like a he seems like a step above them almost to me, but not really. I uh, I mean, he just he like when he when the rocks on, he can actually act, you know. Oh yeah. And you know, that says a lot for a guy who came from, uh, you know, his, whose acting school was basically the WWE. Um, but what are you trying you know, to say? You're trying to say that, wrestlers can't act? Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that is, I mean, need I bring up the John Cena movies? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need to bring up the John Cena. <laughs> um, you know, but I, but Rock always, the Rock always seemed to be a step above all that, and I, I, I would be interested to see what he can bring to this. Um, let's talk about. Um, a white woman writing the NWA biopic. <laughs> Why you got a beef with that? I mean, I don't know. Uh, just I like don't care a, who writes it as long. It's as like a rabbi it. watching a pro writing a pro Hitler movie. Um, she's the she's the least of my concerns when it comes to that movie. Uh, I, as as most people as well, most people probably know, there, there's a uh, NWA biopic that's that's uh, in the works. Um, didn't they make this movie? It was called CB4. Yeah, well, CB4 was terrible, but uh, the the only good the the good one was Fear of a Black Hat, which is might be the funniest movie of all time. I've never uh, seen it. You've never seen Fear of a Black Hat? No, I've never heard of it. Put, it. put it put it at the top of your Netflix queue right now. I want I want a full a full report on that movie next next show. You need the you need to watch <laughs> Fear of a Black Hat. I'm logging <laughs> into my Netflix right now. Yeah, if you know anything about hip hop in the '90s, <laughs> and if you watch, yeah, and if you watch CB4, then you already do. Uh, otherwise, you had no reason to watch it. <laughs> Fear, Fear of a Black Hat is funnier and more insightful about how ridiculous hip hop was back then. <laughs> it's God, a, the great. A- anytime movie. you have you have one week and the guys in NWA leading the charts, and the next week somebody like Snow leading the charts, then oh, that's, you, you know get, what. That's exactly that's exactly what Fear of a Black Hat makes fun of, you know. It's it's the, the hardcore gangsters, and then the next week they're they're PM'd on, you know. It's stuff it's yeah. stuff like that. It's a, it's a lot of fun. You got you've got to check out Fear of a Black Hat. Uh, now now I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, but yeah. So um, the NWA movie's coming out. Uh, NWA uh, niggas with attitude. I don't mind saying it. Um, was the uh, the groundbreaking uh, rap group from the from the late 80s, uh, who basically... Straight out of Compton, F the police. Straight out of Compton, yep, fuck the police, dope man. Uh, they basically kicked off the whole gangster rap movement uh, and brought hip-hop to the West Coast. It was really an East Coast thing up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing a biopic about them, and the, the group was Ice Cube, Easy e DJ Yella, MC Ren, and Dr. Dre before he was Dr. Dre. <laughs> 
Um, but the the group really had a lot of internal beef and arguments with each other about money and who was who was who was harder and all that kind of crap. And they broke up just a few years later. They didn't last all that long. Uh, Easy E died of AIDS in I think 1995 or something. Um, but the biopics being produced by Ice Cube and uh, the widow of Easy E. That's my concern. I don't care that a white woman's writing it. That doesn't matter to me. Uh, a white person wrote and directed the uh, the Notorious Big movie, B.I.G. movie, Notorious, a couple years ago. I don't really give a shit about that. What, what matters to me is whether or not Ice Cube is going to really dig into this thing. With no, real, I think it's a fluff piece. That's a fluff yeah. piece. That's, that's, what, that's what worries me. I, the thing, this thing might have no teeth at all. And considering all the beasts within the group, I mean, they had real beasts. Like, they wanted to kill each other. I want to see the real reasons why. I don't want to see fluff pieces. I don't want it to be like Notorious where they practically broke their own backs trying to, you know, show that <laughs> that Biggie was a great guy, yeah. you know, in his last days. I was like, I don't want that. I want to see the real, the real shit, the real dirt. Here's my problem with a white woman writing this and uh, with uh, – you know, Ice Cube producing and all this stuff. You're is, against white people, which I understand. But. I do. I I hate white people. Um, yeah, I get that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, to me, to to write a real piece, number one, you can't write a fluff piece with Ice Cube producing. Number two, you gotta to to write this thing. You gotta be associated with this thing. You gotta be ingrained in it. So you gotta know what you're talking about. You have to have been there when it was happening, and. Mm-hmm. And then go from there, you know, so you can have a real piece of it, so you can really be, um, you know, intertwined with it. And I, you know, for somebody that was probably listening to Ace of Base when NWA was out, uh, okay, now so you're making you're making that judgment because she's a white lady. Completely, I am completely <laughs> making that judgment. And you're you know making what? that judgment because she's white. That's that's boo. Not just white; she's a white 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 lady. And I and you you tell me NWA's <laughs> demographic that was white women. And uh, and I'll show you the uh, the number of um, politicians that tell the truth. If you knew my my friends back then, who were mostly uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of them were white, they were all listening to NWA. Oh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, I'm white by the way, and I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, who could not hate white people? <laughs> we knew, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't I, tell. I, it's not it's not like a talk like Opie or something like that. Um. Uh, or maybe I do. Were you, Whatever. Were you trying to do? Were you trying to do an impression there? It sounded like no. Reg- I don't even know what that was. That was. It sounded like know. your regular voice. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> you are an ass, my friend. <laughs> I I just I I don't think I mean you know what hey, that 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 may be a little presumptuous on me, but you know it, it, that's just on on the on the cover. That's that's the problem I have with it because I am assuming that now if I'm wrong, if, if this lady was you know a writer for for Source or I don't even think Source was around that early. In hip hop, um, you know, if, if this chick was a writer for, uh, you know, some kind of hip hop magazine back then, or you know, if she was part of the scene, if if she has something to do with, it, uh, then you know, all power be to her. She, you know, write write the movie. Let, let's let's see it. But my thought is that she's just a good writer who knows just as much about what really happened as the rest of us do, um, and wouldn't know anything about it. And the fact that it's being produced by Ice T past that just shows me it's going to be a fluff piece and and going to be more a commercially viable movie than anything else. And I think if you're making a real NWA movie, then you need to be about as commercially viable as that tape was when it first came out, which is Zippy. Uh, you know, that that thing <laughs> that thing stole records because 
it it statistically shouldn't have sold any records. You know, it, everybody should should stay from, away from that movie, and because of that, everybody bought the damn thing. Uh, right. And past that, because the guys were talented, and it was a good friggin' record. It was um, an awesome record. I wish but, I still uh, had it. I, I think I lost mine a long I, time. I have the tape somewhere. I don't have the vinyl anywhere. I got the tape somewhere. I remember I remember listening to that tape in my garage, turned down with my head right up against the speaker because if my mom or dad heard me listen to that, I probably would have got my ass kicked. I was fortunate in that my parents didn't really give a shit. I watched R rated. I watched R rated movies and listened to R rated music all the time. It didn't really matter. Oh no, I watched all that stuff. But my that dad was in law okay. enforcement, and um, him I, hearing me listen to F the police probably wouldn't have been a good thing for my. Uh, <laughs> uh, my no, my no, no, no. I agree. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's the NWA biopics coming out. Probably going to be along the same lines of Notorious. It's a good comparison that you made. Um, also out is <laughs> something we're excited about. The Machete trailer has hit. It's it hard. It's basically uh, it's an expanded recreation of the Grindhouse trailer that we saw with uh, real actors. Well, you know, there was always real actors, but real names in the actors' roles. Um, is it just me or does Jessica Alba suck in this? Uh, Jessica Alba sucks in a lot of things. But I mean, she like really. I mean, like she was the one bad thing. Like even Lohan, I could take because. She kind of like was was playing. She she's kind of a grindhouse look anyway. But Jessica Alba comes into it and she's like, "We didn't land on the border, or we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us." And it's yeah. just like so. She doesn't, have, she doesn't have the right look for it. Like Michelle yeah. Rodriguez could do that, <laughs> but yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, she's a little too pretty, you know. She's a little too pretty and a little too. I, I hate to say it. But she's a little too like so cow for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. She doesn't. Does just doesn't make any sense. Lindsay Lohan has a certain grit to her, and I think maybe it's because she's done all the drugs and you know all that crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she has a little bit of a sandpaper. Yeah, something something about her that makes her fit in. I, but Alba, no, Alba yeah. doesn't fit in anymore. But that that aside, um, movie still looks pretty cool. It was <laughs> awesome. Mean, it was yeah. awesome. I can't wait for it. It does, and, and I I'm still boggled by the fact that they got the cast they did. I mean, Robert De Niro, uh, you know, we just made fun of her, but Jessica Alba, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, um, who's just coming off Avatar. Usually that wouldn't be a big thing, but just coming off Avatar, that's a pretty big deal. Um, you know, Cheech Marin, who you know was going to be in this movie, whether anybody else was in it or not. Um, right. But I, I'm I'm really glad that they are sticking to the same trailer that they released. You know, a year ago with, or however many years ago it was now, with uh, Grindhouse. You know, they're sticking to the same story, um, almost exactly. So I thought that was cool. And how cool which, is that scene? Which has you know some real life parallels now, thanks to Arizona's passing that law. Yeah, it makes makes the movie seem very very prescient. Yeah, it does. And 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 they they released it on Cinco de Mayo with a uh, with a um, <laughs> a trailer for the trailer where uh, Machete looks at the uh, screen and says. I've got a special message for Arizona. <laughs> and, then, and then the trailer plays. And it's just, it's, great. it's very timely. And, and they're, they're very lucky with what's going on. That, you yeah, know, that, this is the only situation where you say they're lucky for what's going on. But oh, it's, 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 it can only help them. Then again, who knows how things will look in September. But as of right now, if it were to come out like tomorrow, it'd be a huge hit. Right. <laughs> it'd be <huge> exactly. Hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what else you got going on in the, uh, in the yeah, the other thing I wanted uh, I wanted to mention uh, was um, that we finally have a, a firm date on X Men First Class, which is coming out 
June 3rd, 2011. And 2011 is looking crazy. Yeah. Movies next next year is going to make this one look like look like shit because there's so much coming out next year. But uh, all around the same time frame, it was like one week after another, after another, after another. It's going to be crazy. But X Men First Class is coming out next year. Uh, Kick ass director Matthew Vaughn is going to be directing, uh, which you know I've been speculating on that for damn near six months now. That was going to yeah. be him. Um, X Men First Class uh, is basically the uh, early days of Magneto and Professor Xavier uh, back when they were friends. Um, and we're probably going to see what started their their turn towards being rivals. Uh, it's going to feature a young cast of X Men, probably. Uh, well, I would say Young Cyclops, but eh, maybe it will be Young Cyclops and the original X Men. Maybe I don't know how they're going to do that whole thing. Uh, the, if it's tied into the movies, then it's going to be really weird how they frame this. But Matthew Vaughn has agreed to direct. This could be a lot of fun. Um, I was hoping for Brian Singer, but he can't do it. He's got Jack the Giant Killer. Mm. Uh, so it could be good. What's the biggest movie of next year? Do you think at this at this point? Ooh, the biggest movie of next year. The Deadpool of 2011. Star Trek 2, I think, is next year also. And then you got Thor, but I, I don't think Thor is going to be a, a top top seed. I think Thor, I, Thor is a four a, a four or five seed. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. I have to look at it. And is see. Cap next year? At uh, Cap, Cap is next year. Yeah, Cap could be. Year. Just just on name, you know, name uh, recognition, recognition alone. alone. Yeah. Um, you mean besides like the like Twilight and stuff like that? Because those are going to be the biggest movies next year. Oh, the new Harry Potter is coming out next year, or is that this year? The death of the first half of Deathly Hallows comes out. Should be one this year, don't they? Have them pretty much every year. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess mean, so. I would I would think there's one coming up soon. Yeah, I, I now 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 I'm second guessing myself on it, but uh, yeah, maybe it is this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to pad time here while I Google it and find out. <laughs> um, a Mission Impossible Four is next, is next year also. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Next, part next part December. one is uh is November nineteenth of this year. So, right. Yeah, we do we do have a Harry Potter coming. And um, Brad Bird, and Brad Bird, uh, who directed the uh, the Iron Giant and the Incredibles, and uh, did he do which one is he, uh, he did Ratatouille also. Uh, he is officially confirmed as the director for Mission Impossible 4. So, yeah, that's going to be... Uh, that'll be interesting, because he's never done a live-action live action movie before. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm waiting to see... Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm waiting... i got to wait, wait to see on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I just got sidetracked with the uh, news that Liam Gallagher is going to make a uh, Beatles movie. Yeah, no thanks. I have no interest. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the the Planet of the Apes prequel is next year, also June twenty fourth, two thousand eleven. The Cars two, the sequel to Pixar's movie, is next year. Uh, it's going to be big. Next year is going to be huge. Captain America. It's going to be a big year. Yeah, and I hope I, what I'm looking at right this second isn't true, because uh, the good good fellows over at the movieblog dot com released some concept uh, art for uh, a new sculpted model that could be the new uh, Godzilla. I've seen it, that, yeah. It, it looks stupid. It, it, it does look stupid. It, it doesn't... It, it looks like... A, it looks like the same like body shape as the last one, except mm-hmm. for 
like a with a dog snout, <laughs> like a little bit more of a lizard look to it, and it. Uh, it's easy. You, you copy the rubber suit and you, you just make it a little more streamlined. You make it a little more because the rubber suit was awesome looking. I have no interest in seeing anything Godzilla, so I, I don't really care what they do. I have no interest in it. At this point, I don't either. And you know what? To be honest with you, I, at this point, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. But you know, whatever. Um, so what's so what we go? So we're we're over the hour mark. We said we were going to do an hour. We're already over it. So we must yeah. well keep going for another minute or two. Um, what is coming out next week on next week's show? We're going to have Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Robin Hood is for sure. We're having Robin Hood. We're going to see that on Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, next week also brings us Letters to Juliet and the common film uh, romantic comedy Just Right. We could possibly have all three of those next week. Yes. Um, I will definitely... The only one I will not have seen possibly is Letters to Juliet, which um, I... After actually, all those screenings for it, yeah, you're not going to catch any of them. I've already seen it. I like, saw it three weeks ago. I, I I can't see it um, in, in any of the screenings, but I might I might go see it Friday night because we have the show next Sunday. Take um, your girl, take your girl to see it. She no, she she really wants to see it, now, and I I really want to take her to see it. So we definitely will see. I mean, unless something comes up, uh, that's the only reason I wouldn't see it by next Sunday. But I'm you sure. You go see Letters to Juliet. I will slog through just right since I didn't make it to a screening of those. And there's one tomorrow, but I'm not going to kill myself to go see it. Yeah, so, I don't kill yourself to go see it. Yeah, I'm not going to kill myself to see anything common. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but so, just uh, uh, keep an open yeah, mind when you go into it. Uh, I, I I will keep an open mind. I, I will how, absolutely. How shitty is this next couple weeks? Um, May 14th we have Just Right, pretty Ooh. decent movie. Letters to Juliet, I think you said was a pretty decent movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Hood, which has the potential to be an awesome movie. I'm down on Robin Hood, but we'll see. You, you, you have some. Uh, you, you're, you're going in there waiting to be impressed. <laughs> They're gonna have to impress me. Now I love everybody involved, so the chances of me liking it are pretty strong. And mm-hmm. I love Russell Crowe and I like Ridley Scott. So I, I'm, 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 I'm all I'm in pretty because, like Gladiator with uh, bow and arrow. I'm not seeing anything Robin Hood, so uh, that's 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 what's making me down on it. Right. But yeah, I see what you're talking about. The the the, the weeks after that. So go ahead. Um. Yeah, the, the next week after that, we have MacGruber and Shrek at Forever After. And then the week after that, we have Sex in the City 2. And the week after that, we have Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. To be, fair, to be fair, we have Prince of Persia on May 28th, too. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you just said Sex in the City 2. Oh, on May 27th. Okay. And then May 28th is uh, Prince of... Which is weird. They're releasing that on Thursday. Usually they went there Friday. And basically, we don't have a surefire, decent movie... Again, for a while, <laughs> July 9th is Predators. <laughs> Between then, we have Get Him yeah. to the Greek, which has possibilities, Killers, which is going to be horrible, Marmaduke, going to be horrible, horrible. Ondine, which I don't even know what that is. What is Splice, it? Which, Ondine? O-N-D-I-N-E? I, no I have no idea what that is. Um, Splice, which could be... I, I my, my thoughts on that, my premonitions for that... Are you, are, are, you seeing that are you seeing that on Wednesday? It's... Playing on Wednesday. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm not too hopeful for this it. This is going to be an uh, interesting week. Like I said, we have Robin Hood, we have we have Splice on Wednesday, and uh, Shrek on Saturday. So, mm-hmm. are you going yeah. to Shrek on Saturday? I, I, I RSVP'd for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll be going. Let's listen um, to us sitting here talking about our 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 screenings that we're going to. We're yeah. so pitiful. We're, we're so, so pitiful. Mm. 
we said before. All right, I, I think June, with that we should probably start to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. But June June eleventh is the A team, uh, and that's the next decent movie. And then you got Jonah Hex and Night and Day, which I'm actually really looking forward to. Um, yeah. You know yeah. what? There's there's really I'm I'm just shitting through uh, some movies that are left over this year. But um, yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much all I gotta say. <laughs> pretty much it. I think we're we pretty much wrapped up what we have to say th- uh, this week. We're yeah. both tired. I think we're both ready to <laughs> call it a night. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, we are the Punch Drunk Critics. You can find us at www.punchdrunkcritics.com. That's www.punchdrunkcritics.com. Uh, on Twitter, Travis is twitter.com/punchycritic. I am twitter.com/punchdrunkjohn. Uh, on Facebook, well, when was your last tweet? <laughs> I think what was the, my, what was the date la- of your last tweet? My last tweet said, OMG, standing in line for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Secret <laughs> of the Use. That was my last tweet. Um, needless to say, I don't tweet that often. I am trying to be a better twatter, tweeter. Tw- a better, better tweeter, a better, excuse me. A better, a better twatter. That sounds like a, a personal <laughs> problem. Yeah, I think we just got fined by the FCC for that one. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see, on Facebook... All you Facebook fanatics out there, search Punch Drunk Critics, become a fan, and we will feed you all your movie needs over Facebook. Um, I don't know that there's any other way to get a hold of us. Obviously, if you're listening now, you know about blogtalkradio.com slash punchdrunkcritics. We don't need to tell you about that. We are your approved Washington Area Films Critic Association approved Punch Drunk Critics. Ding. Nothing else I can say. Nothing nope. else needs to be said. That's it. With that... I'm John. I'm Travis. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. And that's all, folks. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.